Hello, podcast world. This is Brandon Bickmore, your turbo lover. This is the Minds Gym podcast. We're here to share some amazing stories and assist in changing lives and hopefully change the way you see your world and to create peace and love on this beautiful planet. I suffered from severe anxiety and depression for several years recently, and I hope by sharing other stories and my story and experiences, it will benefit you. I want to sincerely thank you for your support, and please post comments and likes in the appropriate sections. We rely on your support and feedback to keep the podcast running and making this world a better place. When your mind is in a clear and understanding and peaceful place, your world shifts, and so do the people you surround yourself with. Your energy field and how you see others is creating how you see and communicate with them. So how do we get clear? Well, let's discuss that again with our guest today, Marianne. This will be part two of Marianne Huff's podcast. I'm sure you will enjoy. If you didn't listen to part one, you may want to refer to that one and follow it up with this one. But Marianne's story is amazing, and I appreciate all you listeners for listening and tuning in. Enjoy the podcast. Um, let's talk about religion a little bit. Okay. Um, uh, I was raised LDS. Uh, call, used to be called the Mormons. Mm-hmm. Mormons three or four months ago. Now they're the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You were raised LDS, it, yes. it sounds like. I was. Your family was raised. It, your kids were brought up in the church. Mm-hmm. Tell well, me how that affected your life and, and where you're at with religion today and, and what all your kids are doing with religion and what you're doing. Well, it's interesting because when I was growing up, my father was baptized in the church, but he never went to church. And um, my mom was always telling us kids that, you know, I remember mom making this white pretty dress for me to wear in the temple <laughs> and was trying to get my dad to go to the temple. And I always felt very inadequate because my dad uh, didn't go to church with us. Mm-hmm. You know, and I always felt so bad and sad because dad didn't have the priesthood and he didn't, you know, all these stories that you're told, right? You know, and that our family's not going to be together forever. And that's sad. And at growing up as a child like that. And so, um, so that motivated me. I mean, to marry someone that was a return missionary, that uh, we're going to go to the temple, we're going to do all these things, and and I wanted that in my home. And, um, you know, I attached that, thinking that if they had all those things, that they were going to be this great person <laughs> and be kind to me mm-hmm. <laughs> and stuff. So... Um, and then, too, I had all these questions. Uh, I mean, I was very, okay, I didn't have it in my home growing up, so, boy, I'm going to have it, you know, when, uh, in, in, uh, you know, with my kids. And uh, we would look, we would look, would have looked like the perfect little family, you know, sitting there. And, and um, again, it was so image-oriented. I, you know, when I look back, and, um, uh, but I had so many questions that just wasn't being answered. And what I was told was, if I had a question, just be obedient. Mm-hmm. That didn't set well with me. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
and uh, well, and again, I was trying to be super obedient, but again, I was taking on so much pressure and realized that I, you know, uh, um, I just couldn't do it all. I just, I just couldn't do it all. And then all these questions and things. And so um, religion became a source of fear and shame and guilt and pressure. It just became super negative hmm. to me. And, um, and so uh, my children, I think they're all on a, real, a spiritual journey. And I guess I would say I'm really grateful for religion because it's kind of like, I think it's there to try maybe help guide and maybe direct and um, keep you on kind of a maybe a safe place while your brain is forming. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that I, I believe it led me to more of questioning and to more of a spiritual journey. And every once in a while, I still get those pains of, oh, am I doing the right thing, you know? Uh, but that's fear-based again. Mm-hmm. And trusting, and so when I trust myself, and, and, and again, going through divorce, going through all these things has helped me, I believe, open up a, a, a more of a horizon of more compassion and love and more understanding where I felt like religion put me in a little box. Hmm. Yeah. Religion can do that. You you wonder what uh, what religion's about. Um, me being raised in the church too, and I only went to church till I was eighteen or nineteen, and then uh, it just didn't just didn't fit for me. But uh, um, you know, and I think church it might be necessary too. Mm-hmm. It was part of the journey. Mm-hmm. You know, you said you had a lot of questions. Well, without church, would you have had all those questions? Right. You know, so as much as, you know, some people that no longer continue to go to church, you know, want to, you know, badmouth the church and say, oh, you know, some of their beliefs, I don't quite line up with mine. But I just love that everybody's church, no matter what it was, was part of the journey, Mm -hmm. you know, to help you find you. You know, what I I think most religions do miss is they kind of uh, maybe teach you out of you kind of to look outside of yourself, you know, go to God, go mm. to, you know, be in service, which I love service 100%, but like here again, you got to be, you know, going, going to you first, you know, and then looking outside of yourself and then you start serving others and looking to source and whatever it may be, but, but you have all the answers, but I think religion tells you God has them all. Mm-hmm. And I think you've got them all. You were born with them all. You were born, you know, as I believe, we were all born as gods. And so you've got all that wisdom and and inner strength and beauty and intellect to be able to find truth. Mm -hmm. What makes you tick on this planet? What makes you happy? What makes you honest and kind and loving and, and running less stories, you know? You've got all that in you. But I think the church says, well, if you're struggling, pray. You know, interviewed a guy yesterday. Well, who do we know is listening for sure when you're praying? Who do you know is listening for sure? They don't. Yeah, but somebody's there listening. When you're praying, who's listening? Oh, yourself. Yourself. (laughs) Exactly. 
Yes. That's who I know is there. Because see, that would have been blasphemous to sure. say that, you Absolutely. know, to say that I am God. Yeah. And we're, we're, if we're a part of the whole thing and the source, then you are. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And as soon as you think you're not, you're less than, and then you're yes. frustrated. Uh-huh. And you go into... Well, and then I'm, I'm not good enough, I'm not, or I'm not getting yeah. the right answers, or yeah. it's all out there. Exactly. Oh, my goodness, yes. yes. And that seems more peaceful. Because yeah. every time I reach that place where I feel like I'm connected, I guess, with Source, which would mm. be me, sure. um, then I feel more peaceful. Yeah. And Source, I think, is you, and it could be outside of you. But, um, you know, it, to me, it seems like there's something out there running this planet. I yes. believe there's something running me, and I don't even know what it is, you know? It's like going out, and I love trees, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and nature. And, and when you get in that place, you just feel like coming from everywhere. Yeah. The grass, the flowers, the, it's just a, it's a beautiful feeling, yeah. you know. And when you, that's what, what is, when you get disconnected from that, mm-hmm. that's where I feel like yeah. you, you lose yourself or yeah. you lose that connection. Because I kept thinking, oh, I need connection, I need connection. Yeah. But I guess it's the right connection. <laughs> you need connection with the lady that's in the mirror that mm-hmm. you brush her teeth every morning. Mm-hmm. When you're connected to her, the trees are beautiful. Yes. The mountains are stunning. Everything's brighter. Mm-hmm. Your conversations are wonderful. Mm-hmm. The stories are less mm-hmm. when you're connected to you. So do you need connection? You do with you. Yes. And when you're connected to you, you so much better connect with other human beings. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. How's uh, religion going for your kids? I don't know if they're, um, what are they doing with their lives? What, what, what um, are, what's their source? or? I think they're asking questions. <laughs> 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 they're in that place of asking lots of questions. Uh, Ju- Julianne's on a, a very um, intense spiritual journey mm-hmm. in working with energy and I think in um, trying to peel off the, those layers of like an onion, you know, to get in touch with herself and and uh, trying to help others realize that too and how what how beautiful they are. I think particularly maybe women right now, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, that's Derek. They, I think they're just on a, a really beautiful spiritual journey. Um, Shari and Marybeth are asking more and more questions. Catherine's going through a process right now. You know, and now, now as I see it like that and I'm talking with you, it becomes more um, peaceful for me to say, oh, you're going through this process and why don't you tune into this podcast yeah. <laughs> and, and find some tools and get down these worksheets and, you know, because they're, I, I think it's recognizing how beautiful each one is. Yeah. You know, and uh, you would just want them to want us all to see that in ourselves. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and that, and 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 my husband Aaron, we he has four children, so we have nine to ch- children together. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, I think his children are doing quite well in, in many ways because they've been allowed to be more free to be on their own, um, and they they do figure have to figure things out, and they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aaron's pretty good at letting them be. Yes. Which is a beautiful father. That's what lovely parents do is they allow their kids to have experiences. Mm-hmm. 
and they all know that he's there mm-hmm. and he'll be there for them but um, sure. he he has them re- you know come to him mm. he's kind of I call him my little wise little Buddha baby yeah. <laughs> he's a wise man yes he's a beautiful man and uh, I don't think I've met him yet but I think he's uh, pretty tapped into some wisdom there mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. um, speaking on religion uh, what do you believe about uh, uh, let's say hell does hell exist and does Satan exist what's your thoughts I, on that I see and I don't believe that I don't believe Satan exists and that scares me for a minute to say that <laughs> why does that scare you <laughs> because I've been taught that he does <laughs> <laughs> and those demons are out there <laughs> and I I just I don't believe that I believe it's within us I think I think it's that, like you said, that it's there. It's that opposition, but it's in here. It's sure. it's within us. Yeah. And because I I hate the thought of thinking going to bed and thinking that there's the boogeyman out there, sure. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, gonna control me or something or hurt me or and I don't want to yeah. think that. Yeah, if you break it all down, it doesn't make any sense, you know. But when you believe that thought, it's scary. Mm-hmm. And then you live your life according to not going to hell. But is that, are you really living your life or are you just living your fearful life? Oh, yeah. That would be your life, living yeah. that. Of always yeah. worrying about doing, being perfect again and not being yourself. And then what's going to happen if you die? You're going to be thrown into hell. And do you, does a real loving God would do that? Not the one that I talk to. Mm-mm. Never. He's unconditionally loving. I don't know how he could send anybody to hell. Especially when you're coming here and it's here you're to learn experiences. Mm-hmm. And you, if you, you, you know, make mistakes or mess up and everything, and it's like, okay, this is your, the only chance you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> With not very, you know, not a manual. Yeah. <laughs> Just experiences. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I... I often say, you talk about education, you know, elementary, middle school, high school, college, whatever it may be. How come there wasn't a manual on self-love or self-care? Where's that manual? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there's not one. Why? Because the world conditions you out of yourself. That's like the world's job. That's why there's religion. That's why there's education. You know, do this. Go to college, get a degree, get a good job. Well, you know, what if I just want to find me and I'm not worried about a job and making tons of money? You know, then what do I do? Mm-hmm. You know, but no, you got to do A, B, C, D, F, and G or else you're going to struggle on this planet. And, and if you're in touch with yourself, I would think that that source energy, then you would be doing what you're supposed to be doing. Sure. I mean, like, I love people, and I, I was a massage therapist at one time, so I was just doing what I love doing. Mm-hmm. I'm an artist now, and I love doing that. And so every time I get in touch with m- me, then then it's just like ev- the, ri- the right thing flows. Yeah. And when I'm trying to be somebody else, it just doesn't work. <laughs> I love to say you're in the flow, mm-hmm. you know? You're just, just riding the wave mm-hmm. and, and watching yourself be done as Byron Katie would say because she, she believes you're not doing it oh you mm-hmm. know, there's there's a there's a source out there that's 
doing everything Why? or what that may be. It's it's interesting to think about, though. Oh, I heard something the other day, and um, it was about receiving. See that it more like inspiration, like a, like receiving instead of thinking like, oh, this is the thought I thought of. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, I'm mm-hmm. receiving some mm-hmm. kind of inspiration, and I guess that's kind of what you. Yeah. I think you're. I'm interpreting what you're saying that Byron Katie's saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like t- it's like really kind of. Well, Derek describes it as the muse. The muse, mm-hmm. like when you're painting, and you used to be saying when people would say, "Oh, you're a genius." It's like uh, you could say, "Yeah, it's my genius. It's the muse flowing through me." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so just being done. It's being done. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And do you, you know, Katie would say, "Do you create your own thoughts?" You had a thought. I had a thought yesterday to call you or text you and say, hey, Marianne, you interested in doing a podcast? Where'd that thought come from? Mm. Did I create it or did it just show up? Yeah, I, yeah, I believe that it showed up. It showed up. And I happened to be here. I showed up. And you happened to be in town. You yeah. Know, no mistakes, no accidents, but where does the thought come from, you know? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. of course, I walked over and said, hey, Shari, you know, I want to a pod, you know, doing a podcast. Want to interview your family, your mom, and your you and your siblings. And oh, my mom's in town. Oh, wonderful! Then the thought shows up. Mm-hmm. Text the mom. Mm-hmm. You know, but we want to take credit for every single thought we've had or haven't had or whatever. But I, I wonder if we're even creating the thoughts when you break it all down. Mm-hmm. They're just showing up, and you either attach to them and you believe them, or you don't, or you follow them. Mm-hmm. You know, follow your. Next so that one. is a choice. Sure. There's your free agency. 100%. Because it's there. Because my husband and I, sometimes we discuss this. and th- But that's the free agency that comes in. Because mm-hmm. we get those thoughts and receive that is whether we act on it or not. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. It is. Beautiful. <laughs> um, if and when, you let's say you pass on and move on to your next journey, what would you want um, God to say to you? When you got to heaven. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what do you want for your next adventure? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to do it again? (laughs) Yes. Do you need a little break here? (laughs) Let's just let's just sit here and just, you know, bask in the love for a minute. And then, um, yeah, let's take a break. (laughs) <laughs> a little breather and then ready for the next one. <laughs> Maybe you could ask him instead of him telling you, say, I'll do it again, but I need a manual this time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. I don't want to wing it. It's too hard winging it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it makes you wonder if, you know, what did you, what did you uh, sign up for? <laughs> yeah. Because I have thought that. Yeah. And I have thought that, like, um, with with because uh, I, I get think I think why did I want to do the things that I did with my children mm-hmm. you know that that direction it was so strong mm-hmm. you know because at one time I mean we we had a little family band and I mean and we loved music and performing and doing all those things and so it was so strong you know I want I, I that passion to do that was so strong with me so I wonder, do you think that we did, th- we thought, I mean, we planned that before we got here? See, I don't know. I, I can't know, but 
<laughs> um, I have thoughts on everything, and usually my thoughts um, aren't true, but yeah, I wondered if it was all kind of pre-planned. I think we knew what we signed up for. You know, uh, I think we raised our hand and said, hey, who's ready to go next? And you're like, oh, that belly looks good over there. I think I'll hop into that one. You know, and who's to say, like, uh, we weren't the twinkle that was in your eye, you know, Julianne and and Derek and Maribeth and Catherine and Shari. Did they decide to come down here and they were the twinkle in your eye that got you and your hubby to lay in bed that night? Mm-hmm. Maybe they put all that together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting thought. Yeah. Well, and each one come with different strengths, too, and yeah. different things that I've learned from. Mm-hmm. You know, that they've taught me. Sure. Because, you know, maybe because I have been such a fearful person. Mm-hmm. They they came with no fear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe. You never know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're all students here. You know, we sit here and talk to each other and you're teaching me as much as I'm teaching you. But um, we're all students of everything that's showing up for us on this planet. We're all learning from our kids, our relationships, you know, our spouses, church, TV. You know, you oh, we're it. bombarded we're, by a lot of things. Yeah, we're we're sure learning lots. Mm-hmm. So, um, where's your as as we're talking about God? I don't know if you answered my question though. You didn't tell me what you'd want God to say to you when you got there, or source, whatever your God looks like. What would you want him to say when you got to the pearly gates? Hmm. I think just uh, acceptance, you know what I mean? Just a, a feeling of acceptance, of love, mm-hmm. and um, just, f- um, I think, yeah. I think I'd want to feel, uh, did I do okay? You know, mm-hmm. did I, I mean, uh, you know, just love, I want to feel loved yeah. and be accepted, and um, what did, what did uh, I wouldn't even say that. I was going to say, what did you learn? But I... I just want to feel loved, mm-hmm. you know, because like I f- sometimes have felt like that I I dropped the ball, mm-hmm. you know, with my family because we were going in this one direction and and this and that, and then um, we got I got divorced, and I felt like did that blow the family up? Did that did I drop the ball? Was that is it my fault? You know, and yet because of that. I believe that I, that I I had to have a lot of courage to do that. Mm-hmm. I had to have a ton of courage to break away from um, the Mormon church. Mm-hmm. I was told, well, you lost the light. You're going to lose your crown. You should have your head cut off mm-hmm. uh, by counselors, Mormon counselors. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to lose your family. I mean, yeah. d- I mean, so many terrible things that were said about me mm-hmm. and to me. Yeah. And... Um, and stuff. So now that I look back, um, I also had some great, ex- beautiful spiritual experiences sure. that I was told to get up, you know, and that I would be okay. And at uh, one time, I kind of cursed God and said, "You said it was going to be okay, and this is really hard." Sure. <laughs> and um, and and so, like I said, I think I think now looking back, I'm I'm grateful for all those things because maybe that example um, has followed or has um, 
you know, help my, my kids in some ways because they've had courage to not be afraid to go out and do things to say, you know, uh, some of the, this relationship's not working. Maybe I should, you know, do something different, um, you know, or, or they're in a place of a process so that they're learning more. They're not afraid to ask questions, um, you know. So as I go through it, um, I guess it would be, I just want to know if God um, is, um, loves me. Sure. <laughs> I <guess. laughs> and, and I also hear from you is that you want to know, and this is me, you know, me, these are my thoughts, but you just want to make sure and you want to know that, that, that like God believes that you did a good job with your family. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. That's really important to you. Yes. Right? Because in the, the Mormon perfect, church, no. you know, you're supposed to, there's different degrees, mm-hmm. different levels. And even at the top level, the levels, the celestial kingdom, there's still another three degrees. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, that's what I would want to know. Yeah. You know, did, did I not make it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you get to go to this level, yeah. you know. Yeah. So. If there's levels, I'll be surprised. And in my experience, um, you know, the few times that I've met you and dealt with you, you'll be at the top. You're, you're going to be okay. <laughs> and you didn't drop the ball with your kids. You picked up the ball. So don't forget that, okay? Well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, what about the mind? Let's talk about the mind for a second. Um, where does your mind exist? outside of me I think do you I think so because mm. it's um just yeah it sounds it's like a lot of noise when I think about it mm-hmm. the mind it's uh, input everything I've read stimulation you know and then all that's um the thinking process and mm-hmm. trying to put that all together I don't know that's what I think the mind is yeah um so you think it's um, outside of you, not necessarily in your brain, the mind? It's confusing, mm-hmm. I think, because it's like a computer, mm-hmm. too, because th- it's there, but it has to have some kind of input mm-hmm. and stuff. But then I, I see it as separate than, like when we were just talking before about thoughts, receiving thoughts. So is that the mind? <laughs> But no, I think I think that's beyond the mind. Yeah, I think it's just um, I don't know how to explain it. Because thoughts, the mind is like E equals M C square. Things we've kind of learned and things, but Mm -hmm. that's not even learned, because I think Einstein was was inspired. Mm -hmm. Um, So he was receiving. Sure, being being done. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where does the mind exist then? Outside of the physical body or inside your I brain? Think, I, I think both. Yeah. And maybe we're the kind of, the f- we have, maybe we need the physical body to, um, you know, to, uh, it's like you need a computer you know, a physical thing, a computer to, you know, but it, but the information comes from different places. 
Maybe so, it's both. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's <laughs> just a question, and I don't know, but maybe our, we're the central processing unit for all the information that comes in, but where's the information coming from? Because you wonder, like, you know, I, I could say, well, could you hold your mind physically in your hand? No. Could you touch it? Mm-mm. Yeah, so where does it exist? So when you die, do you die? Mm-mm. No. If your mind exists outside of you, and you'll always, I believe, have your mind, do you die? Mm-mm. Might lose your physical body, but the mind's still going to be out there. Mm-hmm. Um, receiving thought. Where? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, that I a good thought. Yeah, it is, and I I believe that there's there's something out there. Yeah. So, are you doing anything cur- currently to? Uh, take your mind to the gym to help deal with your daily stressors and your daily anxiety anything you're doing currently to help calm the mind Uh, I love listening to meditation at night Um, you know they have um, music on YouTube and I'm I'm questioning now they have the hurt different kind of hurts you know Mm -hmm. And so I pull that up, and it depends on. I like m- the music. I just pick and choose at night. And then there's a guy out there that goes through um, a meditation. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. I I love that. And again, um, well, I listen to Abraham Hicks. Mm-hmm. Love you her. Know, love her. Her uh, him. Well, yeah, <laughs> Esther Abraham Esther Hicks. Hicks. <laughs> Coming through as Abraham. If uh-huh. you guys haven't listened to her, she's pretty mm-hmm. yeah. dialed in human being that's uh, pretty good at listening to source mm-hmm. yeah or yes yeah and it gets you in that there's one that's a ranting and it just you know gets you in a good state mm-hmm. and I love that she, she's, that one helps a lot and then I want to start doing these pages Mm-hmm. more and more because you it's like food i guess sure. you just eat and you get hungry again yeah so without a doubt you always want more well you're one of the lucky human beings on this planet that understands that there's a tool out there because most don't mm-hmm. you know we go to therapists we try the medication we go to addiction alcohol marijuana you name it just to mask the pain but it sure is nice to know that there's actually a tool out there that works for human beings so hoping we can get it out to more people on this planet mm-hmm. um we spoke about the ego a little bit um i don't know if we need to touch on that but maybe i don't know what, what do you think about how often you function from your ego and how often you function from your like heart or your higher self on a daily basis. How much does your ego run you? Um, lately, well, you know what? I think what's good is I'm aware of the, my ego now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where before I wasn't. Yeah. You know, um, I've, 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 I think, lived a lot from my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, um, 
Well, I say that, but it's it's just uh, I'm I'm just trying to think here because it's it's my ego pops up. I think it's like you said. I think it's honoring your ego and being aware of it's trying to tell you something. Instead, you know, um, and so I think the biggest thing for me lately is just now I'm just aware. I'm aware of it now. Where before, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The awareness is key. That's what these worksheets bring you, mm-hmm. is an awareness to what's actually going on. Because mm-hmm. you don't have a clue before. Mm-hmm. You just knew you had crazy thoughts and you didn't know what to do with them. But mm-hmm. now you know you have crazy thoughts and there's a tool to deal with those thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is there anything you've failed at on this planet? That I failed? Yeah, anything that's a big item that you f- believe that that you failed on this planet, and how it's a that events affected your world. Well, again, I'd go back to my kids. I I felt like that we were supposed to do something all together, mm-hmm. all the kids, yeah. and and eclectically, you know, what I mean, like that, like the energy bring them brought together. Um. But that, again, I'm in their business. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so if I, I'm thinking differently now because um, that, that was a big one for me. I felt like the divorce, it was a struggle. What did, did I fail? Did I drop the ball uh, in that? But, uh, but now that I, I look at it and I think, oh, my goodness, I wouldn't be where I'm at. I wouldn't have these thoughts. I wouldn't you know be here without all those things that happened yeah, and you th- you look you look at that statement in itself and is it true you failed with your kids well now if, uh, if i believe that they're on their own path yeah and i mean let's look at the world you got two kids on tv and you failed yeah well, yeah, yeah, they've they're a great inspiration. Yeah, you and know, and not the TV and fame is everything, but well, know. it's a vehicle. It's a vehicle. It's a platform, sure. you know, to get out there. And I think the coming from what I think their hearts are, mm-hmm. they want to they want to to inspire others to love themselves. Sure. To be themselves, you know, to. Um, bring their talents out, you know, be who they are, mm-hmm. you know, and so if that's the platform that they can do that, it's, it's beautiful. And, and, and as far as my other children and um, Aaron's children, they're, they do it beautifully on, um, on, on an everyday basis if it's sure. just a smile, yes, you know, and that. Yep. And that's what I, I kind of want to get out to them and to everyone. It's like Derek and Julianne, have a lot of pressure that everybody's looking at them and so it's hard for them to be human (laughs) and it's been hard for them you know uh, when it just always looks like it's um Mm hunky-dory it it is they it hasn't been yeah they've they've i'm sure they've had plenty of trials and tribulations Mm -hmm. uh, along the way Mm mm-hmm and uh, I think it's impossible not to. Mm-hmm. But what we see on TV and what's actually going on behind the scenes, we don't see what goes on behind the scenes. It's kind of like the world. We put on a nice dress, but what's going on behind the nice dress? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Well, and then the big thing, I think, is um, Instagram mm-hmm. and the, the um, social media. 
is the, the comparing. I mean, I see that with my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Now they're comparing. And, of course, we're going to put our best foot forward, mm-hmm. on, right? Sure. <laughs> nice dress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. So who would you be? So you, if, you know, when you believe that you failed as a parent, um, how do you react? What happens? What images do you see when you believe you failed as a parent? That's oh. kind of one of your fears. Oh, yeah. Well, I just get depressed and sad. And um, you mean that's how it would make me feel if yeah, I, yeah, I would be in a story. bad, I'd be in a really bad state. Yeah. And that wouldn't be good. Sure. Because I asked you how, was there anything you felt at? And you said, well, I'm worried about my kids mm-hmm. and the way I raised them and what I did and the divorce and leaving them and sending them off. But here again, when you believe that story, how does it make you feel? You're sad, you're depressed. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And then who, who would you be without the thought that you failed with your kids? Uh, just a powerful, independent, happy, fun, uh, joyful person. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the person, yeah, that I am, that I love to paint, and I love to talk to trees. Yeah. <laughs> I love to talk to you. I love to go on these spiritual journeys. I, I love people. Yeah. yeah. You're in your element. Yes. Your true self. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, if you think about that, also, like how uh, you know, if we say we turn that thought around, I I failed with my kids. You might say I, you know, what's the opposite of I failed with my kids? I didn't fail with my kids, right? Mm-hmm. Or I succeeded with my kids. How did you succeed with your kids? Oh, th- I believe that they're they succeeded. At, uh, that. They're not afraid. They're not afraid to have an opinion, um, to speak their to speak their mind. Um, they're not afraid of the world. They love to travel. Um, uh, how did I, I? I think letting them be. I think letting them stumble. <laughs> yeah. You allowed them to be. Right? Mm-hmm. You let them fly. Oh. Is flying failing? No. 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 So. So looking at it so differently. It's amazing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Because I really suffered with that for a long time. 20 yeah. years. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And look at the beautiful job you did. Not that your kids won't suffer. Mm-hmm. No matter how you raise your kids, they're mm-hmm. going to have their trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. But look what you really did for those kids by allowing them to be, find themselves, send them across the country. Um, did you fail? I, I'm not so sure. Well, and what a, an example they are to me. See, yeah. see and, and in turn, mm-hmm. you know, I see them. Um, I don't even see myself so much as mother as much as I see them as, as all we're all equal <laughs> sure equal come in friends and examples like i love what my girls they're all um such great examples to me mm-hmm. teach me so many things yeah mm-hmm. yeah beautiful i love the word equal you know i like to say often that we're twins mm-hmm. you know we all have the same thoughts we've all had similar experience and trials and 
rough goes on this planet, but man, we can sit and talk to another human being. We're just, we're just all the same. Mm-hmm. Just here trying to do the best we can, you know, get mm-hmm. by day to day and get through this thing we call life. Mm-hmm. Earth school. Um, what, what, what grade would you give yourself um, as far as uh, earth school goes? How are you doing today? What grade would you give Marianne? With her experiences she's had over the last several years. I don't want to say her age, but I could guess 50 <laughs> or 60 years, I guess. How, yeah, how, yeah how, 62. What's your, what's your grade <laughs> so far? Um, it's funny because I've never, uh, I always, um, I, I keep wanting to, I want to say C. <laughs> yeah. See? Because the sea is like middle ground. It's yeah. like there's always room for improvement. Sure. <laughs> but see, that again is limited mm-hmm. in our own belief sure. that we think an A is the top. Yeah. You know. Sure. But I I th- I look at myself as a C. You know, I've never really wanted to be an A person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know why? Because um, I always felt like I was a B person because I like to have fun. Mm-hmm. And if you're fun and you're you're busy doing all these other things, you're not so focused on getting all you get as an A. Yeah. You know, because I love ex- I love people and experiences and yeah. having fun. Yeah. So. Love that thought. Um. Uh, what would you do today if it was your last day on this planet? Mm. What would you do if you knew tomorrow was your day to move on what would today look like uh probably um oh boy well my first thought was i would just call everyone and tell them i love them and when i say everyone my husband and my children and my parents those closest to me my brothers but probably i would like to leave a letter i'd like to write a letter to leave and then um it'd probably just want to be with the people that i love i love that um a really good thought i just had write the letter mm-hmm. be beautiful your kids would love it yeah so yeah not that you're going to be gone tomorrow right. but just write a letter yes i do it all the time love writing letters it's nice to give uh, put pen to paper too, and, and just give your mind a voice on black and white. Um, what would you want people to know about you? Hmm. Or think about you? Oh, I would want them. I, I I would want them to feel like that. Know about me, about me. I don't know. I'm I'm. I my ego's popping up. <laughs> <laughs> it usually does. <laughs> love um, that, love that little ego. <laughs> little blessing <laughs> beating you around <laughs> all day long because you're like oh of course you want them to think the best and everything mm-hmm. else but um uh 
and again, I'm not all powerful. I guess it would be it would be toward them that I would want them to know that I that I care. Yeah. That I care. I sense that with you. You are a caring, kind woman. I feel it. Um, what's the best thing that's ever happened to you? And then follow that up with what's maybe the worst thing that's ever happened to you on this planet. <laughs> hmm. Well, I do. I have surrounded, I've really focused a lot on my children. So I think the best thing that's ever happened to me is to have my, to bear children. Mm -hmm. uh, that's been, I think, the greatest gift. Yeah. But then as now that I think about it, the greatest gift, I think, is my life. To be, just to be here. Sure. You know, and, um, but... I think I think I really wanted to have children mm -hmm. in this life, and I think those—that's my greatest thing that's happened to me—is to to have children. Have a uh, six, right? Mm -hmm. Six, six. Well, five, five, five children. Five beautiful teachers. And five beautiful teachers, and then and my and my husband's four, so we together nine. Yeah. Because I see them. Um, see, I used to feel guilty that you know. I would just say my five. Yeah. But um, if we're all, you know. Equal. Equal. Yeah. They are my children. You got more than nine. Because <laughs> you got to include me. Now you have ten. right. <laughs> and then if you include all the other human beings on this planet that you meet and <laughs> hear their minds, you'll have a lot more than ten. Yeah. And my, and my so grandchildren. Yeah. Because I have been told that, you know, oh, I'm just steward or that I would just, I'm just meant to have you know, my, um, energies over my five mm -hmm. and I've, I've resisted that. And I was like, no, no, sure. don't believe that. Mm -hmm. I do know that I can't do everything, you know, and maybe that's why we are putting families mm -hmm. because, you know, we all need, you know, we're managing our own little pods. Yeah. <laughs> we're, all, we're all teaching each other in our little pods, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, and yeah. the worst thing, uh, I think the worst thing that happened to me was uh, sitting in a counselor's office telling me that I would lose my family and that I, my head should be chopped off. Yeah, wow. You know. You know. That's, um, it's sad, but also, if you, depending on what perspective you look at it, whoever shared that information from you, was just believing a story that they've been taught. Mm -hmm. Here again, that isn't true. Mm -hmm. But they were taught it. It was pounded into their brain since they were born. And mm -hmm. so they shared it. Doesn't mean it's true. Right. Obviously. Right. Uh, you still have your family. Mm -hmm. Probably closer than ever. Mm -hmm. And just because you moved on and decided to no longer be a member of that particular church um, obviously he was wrong mm -hmm. and he was very confused with his words mm -hmm. and us as human beings if we can not attach to words can you imagine how beautiful your life would be mm -hmm. he 
says a few statements, maybe a paragraph or two about what might happen to you if you choose to go down this path. And it was just noise. Mm-hmm. But when you attach to it as truthful in words and you believe it, that's when the pain sets in. So having the awareness to notice words and, and what meaning we put on the words mm. um, is beautiful in itself. Because mm-hmm. somebody can say something, but it doesn't hurt until you believe it. Mm-hmm. You know, so. My, my husband has said, if someone called you an elephant, <laughs> you know you're not. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the elephant in the room. Who is that? I don't know. I'd be proud of to be an elephant. Mm-hmm. Might be able to be proud and sit there and have somebody tell you, you're not going to have your family. And I, I might say, well, I, I'm going to do my best to prove you wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just another human being that thinks you know better than I, but oh, and something watch me. Something that just dawned on me is that because of my fear, fear of flying, fear of, you know, the world and that, that all this has caused me to travel. <laughs> I've been to London by myself. I've flown all over, um, you know, I'm just not afraid to be with myself anymore mm-hmm. and be, you know, so-called alone because yeah. I don't feel alone anymore. Yeah. So Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So you got out of the box and look what sh- life showed up for you. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. You faced a bunch of your fears. If you're still in that box, still going into that building every Sunday, would you have experienced what you've experienced in the last 10 or 20 years? Absolutely not. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's amazing when you get out of the box, mm-hmm. whatever box that may be, you know, do you need to go sit in a building to have a spiritual experience, Mm-mm. church or a temple? Uh, I can do it in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can do it in the, my kitchen. Mm-hmm. Right here. Yeah, I can right do it now. right here. <laughs> this is as close to heaven as I've been all day. Mm-hmm. And so why do we got to go sit and listen to a sermon that, teaches me out of myself mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I'd rather sit and have a beautiful conversation with a human being that's willing to be vulnerable and share their real mind mm-hmm. you know tell them don't tell me what I want to hear I want to know what's really going on in, inside that mind of yours mm-hmm. or brain mm-hmm. you know whatever we're talking about here so what is your biggest fear today well, actually, right now we're moving to North Carolina. It's it's trying to figure out where to to go, because mm-hmm. now I've, you know, in my mind, I've always wanted to be in one place in a little white house and a white little white picket fence. <laughs> and now um, I've traveled around for twenty years and bopped around so much that um, I'm afraid of actually being stable <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> It's like, well, my, I won't like it now, you know. Um, so I, that's my biggest fear right now is where are we going to go and move? And uh, I want to go to Nashville. Um, I'm, we're going to try it for a few months in North Carolina. And, of course, North Carolina has hurricanes. Nashville has tornadoes. <laughs> and my husband, you know, he's scared. Mm-hmm. So he adds to my fear, to the fear, because mm-hmm. he... Um, you know, I know he doesn't want to, yeah, because um, he's scared too. Yeah. So I, that's my biggest fear. Um, 
and that tornado <laughs> is going on where as you speak right here <laughs> in your mind yes yeah because my daughter Mary Beth's lived there for 17 20 years mm-hmm. yeah and um, she's never you know been well she's been a close to some tornadoes but mm-hmm. never affected her and then um, and then Catherine was in the worst hurricane in North Carolina they've had in 17 years mm-hmm. and um, she went to North she went to Nashville to stay for three weeks yeah. so she says well mom will just plant the, at least a hurricane you can prepare yeah and she says we'll just have a vacation for three weeks and sure. go somewhere it's a blessing <laughs> yes <laughs> it allows you to travel more if you're in awareness is in the right place mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. So, so is it really scary is the question or are you just making it scary? Right. Because when I'm there in North Carolina, mm-hmm. I'm not scared. No problem until you get in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even the tornadoes. I've been there when they've had the sirens go off. and mm-hmm. I mean, it's exciting, kind mm-hmm. of, but you just, you know, mm-hmm. you just deal with it. It's an adventure. It is. If you're in the right state of mind. Mm-hmm. And you can't die, so what's scary about it? Well, you know what was funny? It was at Joanne's when a tornado, the sirens went off, and we all went and hunkered in um, at, in, in Joanne's in the, you know, in the break room. And I, it was, I was kind of cracking up because I thought if anywhere I would love to die would be at Joanne's <laughs> <laughs> around fabric and all my crafts. And <laughs> Are you a quilter? I love to sew. Yeah, my mother, my grandmother was a quilter. Mm-hmm. I loved my grandmother. She used um, old fabric, not fabric, actually old clothes. Yeah. To ma- old ties, silk ties, to make these beautiful quilts. And that's another thing is I've been kind of I'm a hoarder, mm. and not now because we we got rid of everything, which was extremely freeing, and it nice. was really good. So I'm just on a backpack now. Um, and literally, we have everything we have, we've owned, we can fit in our car. That's amazing. So that was really free, uh, freeing. Wow. But I find myself, um, I mean, we had a 4,000-square-foot home and then a guest house in the back, a pool, pond, um, you know, five-car garage, three cars in front, two in back, and it was just plumb full of stuff. We did rent out the front. But we ran out the front because my, my husband got hit by a semi. Mm. And see, a blessing hmm. because um, it kind of shifted his life and stuff. And so uh, we didn't know what we were going to do for work. So we rented out the big house, we call it, 4,000 square feet. And then we lived out in the guest house, which is about 800 square feet. And I loved the guest house. Hmm. It was easy to clean, and I could paint back there. And we had little... Um, uh, burners we cooked on um, what are those called anyway um, camp chef the, well they're the induction portable. burners oh yeah you know and they're mm-hmm. just two portable ones and now when I go cook on other stoves they they do too hot or you mm-hmm. know I can control these other ones and they were like a hundred bucks you know sure. <laughs> little little teeny oven I mean it was just so simple sure and so we, we, but my thing is I did, I do, coll- I would collect fabric, like bolts of fabric and mm-hmm. thinking I'm, you know, going to sew and I have sewing machines. But again, there's only so much you can do. Mm-hmm. So I'd open that door and feel guilty thinking, oh, I've got all this stuff. I should do something with it. Right. 
but it but um so anyway we got rid of all that and so now i'm just uh i really just want to write i want to write some children's books i've actually written two i just want to illustrate them now and you can't you can move anywhere and do that you can paint anywhere so yeah that was one of my questions um that i was going to ask you maybe is what's your dream job but it might be writing books Mm -hmm. i really want to get to that Um, so do it yeah live your dream yes you know Tomorrow may not come to pass. Mm-hmm. You know, do what you love. That that quilting is an art mm-hmm. and very tedious mm-hmm. and timely. I was uh, at Bear Lake a couple weekends ago, and my sister-in-law has a quilt guild that she's a member of, and there was 30 or 40 ladies up there, and they stay for a whole week. They quilt from 8 in the morning until 2 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Non-stop, and so I happened to be driving through town. I was went to a lot of hot springs and sat in the hot springs, and then I go, oh, I'll go sit, to, you know, around Bear Lake to the cabin, see what everybody's up to. And my, my mom was there with one of her friends, and she said, "Well, Teresa's down at the Harbor Village. Go check it out." So I got there at six thirty, six or six thirty, and um, I looked and touched every single quilt i spoke to every single one of those women i left that place at 9 30 or 10 so i was there for four hours just speaking to women about their quilts mm-hmm. and also this came up and it was just an amazing experience because i gave myself the time to sit connect with human beings mm-hmm. five years ago i never would have sat and spoke with 40 women about quilts mm-hmm. but they were they were just all so passionate mm-hmm. and and I was amazed on how many hours goes in to making a quilt. Mm-hmm. Days it and weeks and months, mm-hmm. or They're maybe years, mm-hmm. into a single quilt. Mm-hmm. Like I was amazed. Yeah. So it was so beautiful to see their that hearts, process. Their hearts are in it. Oh, boy. it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, I and and it's so creative, and I believe yes. that you're in. Um, when you're in that creative mode too, that's I think that inspiration and receiving. Yeah, you know, you're flowing mm-hmm. when you're in the flow. Mm-hmm. Watch out. Mm-hmm. What's your definition of success? That that's oh boy, that's good. Because I've because of um, I think my kids um, being famous and come from. Um, well, a family that their I think their belief in success is um, having more money, you know, and cars, big cars, and and that that I felt like that I have wasn't a success because um, I felt like I I made more money, you know, I had more things or you know and uh, or more fame, mm-hmm. you know. Um, um, can we put pause? <laughs> So sorry, listeners, we had to take a quick potty break. We're uh, going a little <laughs> long here, but this uh, story of Marianne's amazing, so we don't want to miss any of it, so uh, we took a quick quick break, but we were discussing uh, what um, Marianne's definition of success, uh, what does that mean to her? Um, 
Well, it has. I've worried about it or struggled with it um, the last few years, thinking that success, you know, was um, financial. You know, having the the house, the cars, the the things, and that. But um, I think success, right, for me now, is um, being comfortable. I think just being comfortable with myself and um, with my with having a, a connection and relationship with my children and my grandchildren and being have being able to have the freedom um, actually because right now I don't have all those things that I feel like I'm a servant to you know what I mean I don't have a huge house to take care of I don't have just like I was telling you earlier we sold everything and literally we can fit everything in our two cars I love that and that actually is uh, a lot of freedom and every once in a while that ego pops up and and I look at it and think well maybe I would like that and it's like um, not at this age in my life I I, I think success is um, having a, a good relationship with my husband mm-hmm. you know holding hands I'm excited to go to North Carolina and walk on the beach yeah. and hold hands and just be able to to be able to do that mm-hmm. to have the freedom to do that is oh. I'm, I'm grateful for right now hmm. That's a great answer. Favorite place that you've visited or want to visit? Where would you love to go? Or maybe tell me about the favorite place. I've always wanted to go traveled. to Tuscany. Really? <laughs> I think, I don't know why. I There was this, uh, some movie, a woman, uh, I think her name was Catherine, went to Tuscany um, just to have some peaceful time to be there by herself and the vineyards and just that countryside and the green and everything. And since I'm a painter, I thought it'd be fun to go and do something like that and paint and take pictures and with my husband. Good. Anything you're real curious about today? Um, Cur- um, just in general, anything that, that, that uh, piques your curiosity presently? The universe. The universe. <laughs> my husband and I... We're a couple of nerds. <laughs> we, we like to watch documentaries. Yeah. And I just think some of those uh, programs, you know, uh, it's interesting because um, my husband is agnostic. Mm-hmm. And he w- we, we'd watch these documentaries on science and everything. And um, oh, what's the guy that's, uh, I forget his name. Um, anyway, he's a guru of science. And... I think the more, I think Aaron thought the more that I would watch these programs, uh, documentaries, that I would believe more, uh, less and less in a God. Mm-hmm. And the more, uh, I believe more and more in, yeah. in a God or a source, something, sure. because in a drop of water mm-hmm. is just like a whole universe. And, and you, when you f- see the animals and nature and just everything and creation, it's just unbelievable. Sure. It's just magical, and I can I can never get enough of that. It's just fascinating mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, I wonder too. Um, with Aaron being agnostic, I can really appreciate that, because basically he's unsure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. maybe not sure if he believes. He's maybe not sure if he doesn't believe. But that leaves an opening for more. But it, but if you absolutely know something, you've limited yourself of learning more when you know. 
And when you don't know and you're sure there's not a God on this planet, that almost also limits your belief system. So the not knowing is kind of a nice place to hang out because it, it leaves your mind open to, you know, the what if. Mm-hmm. And so. yeah, actually, he has said that to me. Yeah. And, and number one, I think um, his integrity, he, he's always um, believed he was wants to be honest above all. Mm-hmm. So, so to be honest with himself. Sure. Because uh, he was uh, LDS too at one time. Oh, interesting. And so when he um, he couldn't answer certain things because he had to be honest with himself. Mm-hmm. More importantly than anything, his own integral integrity. Sure. And that he said too that they've him open to keep learning more and more. And to him, is if he sees a god, mm-hmm. he's going to put him set Aaron on his lap and say, "You did good. You you, you fell down. You skinned your knees, but you got up, and right. I'm proud of you." Yeah. So, yeah. Good. That's mm. what he's ex- expressed to me before. Yeah. Neat man that you chose to yeah. spend your time with presently on this planet, it sounds like. Yeah. Neat yeah. man. Lucky you. Um, all right. We're about to finish up here. Anything I sh- should have asked you today that I didn't? Any other thoughts or anything show up for you you'd like to share? Or just um, just that I'm just super grateful to be here today, and and it just how it it happened to be that you were doing this, and I was driving through to go to St. George, and we were mm. we were gonna we were gonna leave yesterday, mm. decided to stay, and and uh, just grateful that um, I, I got the privilege of getting to see you again and do this. Yeah, well, thanks. I appreciate you showing up. What's the best advice you could share with the listeners today to maybe deal with? any of the daily stressors or anxiety addictions depression what's any advice that you could offer to them Um, you've been around the block a couple times right (laughs) well i think for me you know my temptations is um uh, one of my big things raising my children was that i didn't bring it into the house you know i didn't have it around like if um Right now, I have a temptation to have, you know, caramel chocolates or something, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I don't even, I don't want him in the house. I don't mm-hmm. want him uh, to be there. So I would say, you know, something that tempts you or, um, you know, like alcohol or, you know, sweets or those kind of things, I just didn't have in the house. I had things to choose from, but they were good things like, you know, an orange, an apple, a banana. You know, if I need, had wanted something sweet, mm-hmm. then you have good things to choose from. And um, that's something right now that um, I want to reinstill again. And it, like for my grandchildren, too. And coming home, instead of grabbing a whole handful of, of you know, M&Ms or chocolate eggs or whatever, mm-hmm. that they have a, an apple or an orange or something to choose from. Sure. So mm-hmm. that would be my advice. That's great advice. Have better options mm-hmm. um, in your house. Mm-hmm. Um, how could our listeners contact you if they want to ask you for some of your advice or contact you and ask you some questions? What's the best way they could get a hold of you? Yeah, I'd be happy to have them um, contact me through my email. It's uh, paintvalues at yahoo.com. Oh, love it. Mm-hmm. I want to see your paintings too. Yeah. Love to see your artwork. Love to see your mind on paper. <laughs> I love art. It's very therapeutic. Yeah. 
I love it. In fact, when Derek was having surgery on his throat, he couldn't speak for a couple of months. And I, I was there for his surgery, and he said, he went and got, we went and got the paints and everything. He says, Mom, why don't you paint um, while I have this surgery? And, of course, he's doing sign language, you know. He's not, being, he's not able to speak to me. So um, I painted this eagle, and I thought about it, and I thought, of course, I'm so connected to my children that um, I was thinking, well, that's the, the spirit animal. Mm-hmm. And so Derek thought the eagle was him, mm-hmm. and it's Shari. Mm-hmm. And I thought Shari's the eagle, the determination and the soaring, and it has these great things about an eagle. So then I started, that's what motivated me to start doing these spirit animals. Mm. So I've painted um, a monkey from Arabath. She's uh, she can just get you to talk you into do anything. She's mischievous mm-hmm. and exciting and and stuff. And then Catherine's the elephant. And I was worried about that one because um, she's always felt like she's a little bit over, you know, heavier than the rest of the, the girls. And I thought, oh, she's going to think, oh, the elephant, you know. And and the elephant is absolutely a magnificent beautiful animal Mm -hmm. they will die for their um for their family Mm -hmm. members and uh, and yet they're very peaceful unless you make them mad Mm -hmm. and then you better watch out Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it had all these beautiful qualities and and actually the elephant's hanging up in her house right now Mm -hmm. and then julianne was the panda bear and she was like well mom i wanted to be the monkey (laughs) (laughs) and i said well the panda bear is um she, they uh, they don't like contention, and they'll like hide up in the tree, and they love they love their home, and um, just everything about the panda bear described her. And she goes, "Yeah, I love that. I love that panda bear. Oh. They're playful, and everything." And then Derek, I thought he was a giraffe, and being the only boy, the son of these girls. Um, and I painted him, of course, bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so each one's an 18 and, uh, by 24, and there's four of them. Mm. And um, But uh, the giraffe stands up above and watching over everything, and he has a, a universal thought process. He's, he's, he's uh, very, I think, in tune to the source. Mm-hmm. And then um, the, an elephant has a 20-foot tongue, and but they uh, and like Derek, it it uh, represents that he uses his um, he speaks wisely. He mm-hmm. is careful what he says. He thinks before he speaks. Mm-hmm. And then it also talks about how they tell and they move, mm-hmm. and that's Derek and mm-hmm. his movement. Yeah. So as I described each one of them to the kids, it's inspiring because it's um, it's positive, you know, and it's what I felt like, you know that they were Mm -hmm. and and then it's it's very um, therapeutic and inspiring to me so I have those and then want to continue to do some spirit animals Mm. for for others I sure love it lucky kids (laughs) I have a talented artistic mother oh thank you paint up some (laughs) beautiful spirit animals that was my thought when you were talking about animals earlier in the eagle I was going to say so is that one of their spirit animals (laughs) so yeah, so in wrapping up, um, I try to leave, uh, you know, one exercise that would uh, benefit our listeners each day. And today, um, after we talked about the three types of business, uh, how powerful um, staying in your own business is. So 
you know, God's business, as we'll kind of repeat, is weather, accidents, life, death, whatever's going on out there that's out of your control. Other people's, other people's business is anybody other than you. So if you get too far into other people's business, you know, you leave yourself. And if you're worried about how God's running the universe or, or the um, whatever your creator looks like, um, trying to argue with, with the weather or death or whatever it may be, it's painful and causes you a lot of suffering on this planet. So in other people's, as I mentioned before, is anybody other than yourself. So try to stay in your own business. Not that you don't show up um, as a nice, kind, loving human being, but uh, try not to worry about others too much and worry about yourself, and your life will flourish. Uh, it makes life so much simpler and easier to navigate when I just, you know, listen to me, follow my thoughts, do the next right thing, and try to stay out of the gossip and the crazy social media that goes on on this mm. planet so mm -hmm. anyways that's the your exercise today is stay in your own business and then the final thought here is remember only you can save yourself you're the creator of your own reality once you completely understand this and find your truth your entire world shifts and i want to thank all you listeners for your support and i'm doing my best to be a better person every day and change the world and especially uh, the way I see my world and uh, trying to help uh, others, uh, one human being at a time. And if you could please like and share this with at least two friends, we can assist in changing the way that uh, we all see and live in this beautiful world. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy day um, to listen to my lovely guest, Marianne, and myself. Uh, you are all pure love at your core, and you can actually change the world, uh, and I thank you. Uh, we're all twins. If you have questions or would like to contact me or have a discussion or do a worksheet, you can talk contact me at, uh, on Instagram at your turbo lover, and that's just Y-O-U-R. You can email me at themindsgym at gmail.com or Facebook's just uh, Brandon Bickmore. And if you have any guests you'd like me to interview, please send me your referral. Uh, uh, we'd love to get out there to the entire world. So peace out. Love to you all. I want to thank Marianne again. She's a beautiful, kind, wonderful mother, and uh, I hope to see you soon. Oh, thanks, Brandon. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank you all. <laughs>